what's up? Back in it again with Ant on the other side of the mic. What's up, Ant? How you doing, man? What's up, dude? I'm chilling. Sorry yeah. to get back into it here. Yeah, I saw that post. You said you were away for three months. Yeah, it's like you joined TX3 and then we're like, hit the brakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they kind of made it clear that nothing was really going on this year. Obviously, it's not yeah. really a surprise. It was kind of good to take a break after going at it for like two years. Oh, man, yeah. Uh, but you, everything's been healthy. You've been good amongst this... Uh, virus era yeah just started recently getting back into work things started opening up here in california see if it see if it spikes back up again yeah i think it's gonna go up i mean obviously no expert i'm not even an expert on driving let alone a virus (laughs) but uh (laughs) it seems like more testing's opened up so we will see a spike but i don't know if that necessarily means getting worse we'll just have to wait yeah, Sydney this year was like the latest that trip could have possibly happened because even while we were there in February, there was a cruise ship that had got quarantined in one of the docks. Oh, yeah. I remember hearing about that. That's like, that's when everything really started to break out. Yeah, and uh, back then people were like, I think it's not going to happen this guy this year, guys. <laughs> And some people were kind of like, oh, I guess you never know. But yeah, ended up not being a thing. So super weird because it was supposed to be the last year of the uh, FIA contract and all that. And it was supposed to be the big boom, you know, kind of like, you know, I'm sure it would there would have been like PS5s and stuff in Monaco or all, stuff like that, you know. Uh, we'll see if the FIA carries over to seven. Yeah, that's a, that's a big speculation because um, it's kind of been left out of some of the or mostly, yeah, been left out of everything. We haven't seen any sign of FIA in the new trailer for Seven or anything like that. We have seen something talking about a world final, but, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily mind it going on without FIA seal of approval. I mean, it'll definitely change things. There won't be the whole prize at the end where, I mean, you won't get to go to the FIA gala and stuff like that, but as long as the racing's good. It was interesting to see in the trailer how they still kind of promoted the whole world tour esports thing. Yeah, so they definitely seem to intend to keep it going, but I don't know at what kind of what kind of style if it's going to change or anything. Right, or if someone else hops on board because like they just lost Tag Heuer. Yeah, that's that's another thing. Tag Heuer, the watches. I mean, we're gonna need Rolex. Someone to step up. But yeah, it's a GT Sport, man. We've been sort of, it's, it's been weird for a lot of people uh, this year. Some people see, see an opportunity to kind of step away for a bit and uh, recalibrate, which I think you did. Yeah. And, uh, but now coming back into it, it's been three months. So a, a few updates have come out. Like we got the Mazda, we got uh, some BOP changes and such. So how do you feel? After this long break, uh, they just did just did the first first race back yesterday. Kind of hard to put in perspective right now. Just after you know one race, you kind of got to get a couple going to really see where you're at with everyone. But it seemed good. The did better 
than I expected in the car. It was, it was keeping up with MRs there at Dragon Trail Gardens. Feels mm-hmm. pretty decent. Yeah, because you picked Mazda, right? So you're driving that new RX mm-hmm. Division. Yeah. Thing looks pretty handy, but from what I saw, not a lot of people really dug the way that it drives. It doesn't, I don't know. Just driving it there for that one time, it it seems pretty solid. Like the handling on it is great. It's way better than the AMG's handling. It just lacks the torque and a little bit of traction. But the, the fuel seems pretty acceptable on it. We'll see after a couple more races. For sure. They didn't. They just released a BOP this last night or this morning. So. Yeah, the performance update. That kind of it's surprising. It's really shortly after the last one at the top of the season. So, like they kind of seem to be flip flopping on a lot of the cars. I mean, like now the uh, they added or they took a bunch of weight off of the four C that they added in Group Four and. They're trying to fix some, you know, some of that crazy lopsidedness that was going on in Group Four, and I th- and it seems like Group Four is just, uh, man, it's difficult for them to fix. It's difficult for them to address, even. I, but this isn't the way. I mean, it just seems like I don't know how these decisions come to be, but uh, I don't know if it's ever possible at this stage to to get it to. A point that everyone would uh, be happy with because you've been away since everything since before the last BOP update where things got uh, crazy on the group four side and things really changed but um, do you think at this point like the BOP is just not salvageable or well a lot of what's going on with the, the sudden BOP changes right now is a lot of us drivers actually are having a lot of say in it so they're getting inputs from everyone from each region and there's kind of there's like this there's this little chat so to say that everyone has their input on mm-hmm. and BOP's kind of been being adjusted that way in a sense based on you know, proof and evidence from other drivers comparing cars to other cars in that sense so yeah. not much of it is necessarily been in PD's hands, so to say. Mm-hmm. They're kind of going off of a pool of opinions and kind of stitching things here and there and seeing what works, what's OP, what's not. Yeah, so do you think because the the official season's sort of been called off that they're using in is it they're using this time as an opportunity to sort of experiment as well? Yeah, that's what that's what it seems like. That's kind of how I envision this season would go that's kind of why i didn't participate because even in the first stage coming into the second stage there was a lot of uh, controversy about like the manufacturer change and everything and people were basically getting free points from switching the manufacturer so to say yeah and like we're in contention to qualify without basically doing a single race in that car so there's yeah. like, there's there's like a loophole or two that happened. Just all the changes the with the slots and the criteria they had. It's just a just a mess. Yeah, I think it wouldn't it wouldn't seem fair to hold the season or not a season to hold a world tour based on 
such a roller coaster season. Right. Yeah. So, man, I can't imagine. That's something that a lot of people are, are talking about. Like, imagine if this was an official season, people would be, yeah, stepping away <laughs> left and right. But thankfully, it's not. Or unfortunately, it's not. But I do feel they're taking the opportunity to, to do some some uh, experimentation, which could help. You know, we may be in some kind of weird beta period. But and the other the other thing, though, is we don't really know, I mean, when the timetable, like when the launch for GT7 will go down. So we could be playing sport for a while. We, we could, in some senses, be uh, helping with the BOP for 7. You know, if the physics and the way everything kind of works in 7 is, or the, at least the BOP style that they do. Um, I was just talking to someone else about the fact that this BOP um, kind of approach that they have is sort of limited. You know, you just have horsepower and weight. Like there should be more factors that they have at their disposal in order to try to make it balanced out. But they don't. It's hard to tell what's like what really they have available to them. In, in how they go about the power and weight, like it could. It could still be better even with just those two adjustments if they could do like, you know, smaller increments, like decimals of a percent instead of one whole percent, you can do like 0.5 or 0.2 of a percent. Yeah. Because the problem is with some cars like stock, like the Viper, for example, has like, what, over five, 600 horsepower stock in the NSX, for example you know, has like what, maybe four to five, you know, it's significantly less than the Viper. So that 1% makes a bigger difference for the Viper than it would for the NSX. Right. Because its stock value is a higher number. Exactly. Yeah, so it's 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 a mess. And um, yeah, I mean, I, straight up horsepower figures would be good as well, where they just adjust the actual number. Right. Yeah. So I don't know whose idea it was. Hopefully they're learning from it, but it's hard to hope <laughs> with the game. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the problems that are kind of like so far gone that everyone's been bringing up like the last few months, you know, considering like the qualifying and the slipstream, I guess a lot of what has to do with that is a lot of the resources have gone to seven. So yeah. basically with like the last couple aero physics updates they did kind of broke the game and then you know, they can't really go back and revert it because they're kind of you know already on to the next game and taking our input and putting it into that and basically we're not going to see a fix to the major problems in sport right yeah which makes it hard to kind of want to continue for some people uh, for me personally, it depends on what kind of if they come up with something fresh, uh, a new format, something like that, it might re-engage me. But if it's just the same old kind of format, and uh, yeah, it'll it's it's a tough sell at this point, especially with other titles coming out and things like that. So, but then it, it I mean, then it changes too because have you although you haven't been uh, racing, have you done have you been doing liveries and stuff? Uh, not really, because they're because usually most deliveries I do are mostly just been replicas, but there obviously hasn't been any racing. 
So there's been nothing to replicate. I've right. done my one fictional livery. That was just like last week or so. Just yeah, that was I the one on your Mazda. For the Mazda. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, so it's hard for certain people to stay. I mean, a lot of people are really engaged with GT Sport. With that, all they do is liveries or you know photos and stuff. So it could kind of become it's that that side of it's still gonna be strong. But as far as racing, uh, just like league racing, that'll continue. And that's always an attractive option too, because at this point, the, a lot of the leagues have developed into this really mature and, and well-run state. So, because um, have you done any leagues yourself? I can't remember if you have done any at all. I think I've done like one round of IGTO. It was like a super formula race. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that you just don't care for leagues that much. Yeah, I just haven't never really. Yeah, the desire to go out of my way to look for one just doing the FIA is enough. Yeah, they are fun, though. There's a, a lot of really interesting concepts out there. And just, I, I miss, you know, single-make racing where it's actually a fun car um, besides Nations. Yeah, you haven't did. done any Nations after your, after coming back? No, I didn't have any intent on doing that, really. That's weird how Nations has fallen off. Yeah, I think... I don't know. My main thing, main thing is just it always comes down to the, the Red Bull competition car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not a big fan wish, of those. Wish there was more variety in the final, and it wasn't like an obligation that you're going to have to use this in nations. Yeah, because in Tokyo last year they did have the final be the uh, that old school F1 car. The F1 what was it. 1,000 T? Yeah. 3,000? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a pretty cool race, too. I dug that one. But, yeah, I mean, a lot. Of, they're cranking away at, at GT7, and we don't... Yeah, we can't expect much. Uh, like, well, whoever's left to be, you know, t- tuning the knobs and changing the... or flipping the switches and all that for GT Sports, like, who knows how, how much support they have. PD is very secretive there's no way to tell what's going on yeah because even just being at their studio last year in tokyo you can tell they're only so big of a a team yeah so but there's a lot there's a lot of work they have to do a ton of stuff to get the ps5 content on there now there's so much more uh fidelity when it comes to the graphics and and the tracks i mean that's one impressive thing about seeing trial mountain again was that you could tell there's just way more stuff going on around the track as far as trees and all that. Were you pretty excited seeing all the uh, the trailer stuff? Yeah, it looked pretty promising. Seeing a lot of the older features and stuff. Interested to see if it's kind of going to be like two split game modes. Like the, the main core of the game is sort of like what everyone is saying. Kind of like a GT4 feel mm-hmm. it's in sport. Is kind of going to have like its own little sub mode, you know, on the map that'll basically just be for nations and manufacturers or whatever they decide to do. Yeah, uh, that, that city map really kind of diverses the casual player from the competitive player because, and I think that's like the biggest problem with sport and their biggest misconsumption with like their quote unquote player count. 
it's like you have so many you can't really what's the word you can't really uh, determine how many casual versus like actual top competitive players there are playing the game you know what i'm saying because a lot of people that are playing sport just want the casual grand trismo you know they don't really care for the fia competition side of things and i think that's where a lot of their participation numbers are miscued but what about it? just uh, randall and coop yeah me and randall we've always been we've been pretty close over the last year uh cooper just started recently getting hanging around getting to know uh, yeah. We're all cool though. We all get along pretty well. <clears throat> yeah, Randall's been doing really well. He's been really consistent. Yeah, he got a. Pretty sure he got a TGT now. Yeah, recently over the last few months. Oh, I thought he's had one, but so you're saying he's just recently got one, huh? I don't know if that makes yeah. a difference. Yeah, do you feel like the TGT is very like it makes you better in any way? I don't think any wheel necessarily makes you better. It's just. For Grand Trismo, it's it helps because it's the same wheel we use at the World Tour. So you, when you go to a World Tour event, you're not having to spend time readjusting to something you've never used before. That's why I see using the TGT is really beneficial just to have at home. So you don't go to a World Tour and just like have to hop on something you're entirely not accustomed to and like all your practice is basically thrown out the window yeah but then there you were there when they switched to fanatic right yeah that was just for that one event in tokyo and that was garbage <laughs> yeah we're, you weren't loving that one huh Mm-mm. i think maybe they didn't get the settings right or i don't know that was no, so strange the the, the wheel the feedback and everything felt fine. It was just the braking. Because if you go back and watch when I was in the car, I just completely blew the braking two times, maybe. <laughs> right. The wheel felt fine. It's just the different pedal setup they had. I, I think, I'm pretty sure they had some sort of brake mod on there, like some sort of rubber, lo- rubber load- insert. I think they usually have load cells on that CSL Elite. If it was, I think it was the Elite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know if actual load cell pedals work the way they're supposed to within Gran Turismo. No, they're. I think they kind of just act as a normal pedal, regardless. Yeah, I've tested it at my friends, and I think it works. It just doesn't work like it should. Right. So yeah, somewhat something like that in, in between. Yeah, especially at a track like Panorama 2. Oh, man, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because you need to be able to use all kinds of braking, like trail braking and hard stomping. And yeah, and the brake. I mean, the brake bias is that's the only place where I kind of change brake bias on the fly. It's like when you're going uphill versus going downhill. Right. It helps to switch it over sometimes. Yeah, it was a bummer because. I'm ready to go to Nurburgring this year for the second tour because I made it last year, but it got sick while I was there, so I didn't get to do anything out there. Then, yeah. Then was getting ready to go this year. It was only like a month away, and all this transpired. Yeah, I mean, people are posting throwbacks to last year, um, last year's event, and uh, talking about how it could have been 
going heading out there by this point almost um it seems like it's, it took a while to get from february to, to may or to june <clears throat> in some sense sometimes i think about the year and i'm like wow it's been going by quickly but excuse me yeah. and then other times i think about how life was in february and january and it was just so different back then before things really hit in north america so just that seems like far far like far away place yes i think uh that nurburgring world tour was already would have already happened i think it was scheduled for like april i think it was somewhere april or may i think the race was supposed to happen and then the the actual 24 got postponed to like september i believe yeah it's a lot of stuff got pushed back and a lot of the things that are going to happen later in the year are going to be without crowds and stuff too so i just it's hard to imagine lamar and uh i mean nurburgring's one thing the, the 24-hour race um but lamar being in the middle it's traditionally june and then them doing it in september is going to be nuts have you watched any of the uh, virtual racing that's been going down, like with NASCAR or anything like that? Yeah, I really only f- followed the NASCAR series while it was going on. Uh, I don't really watch anything else. I watched the little Indy 500 race they had. Yeah, the Indy race was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I liked NASCAR decided to try some different tracks than they usually, than they could in real life too, which is nice because they did Monza. I think I'm not sure. I didn't watch the first couple of weeks. Oh, you started watching when they really started doing like the pro invitational. Yeah, and it was cool to see drivers in that series. Um, I forget the name of the guy, but one of them was I think it was Timmy Timmy Hill maybe. Yeah, he was on the I think he was on a G27 and he was you know kicking ass. Always good to see. It's just crazy that all these drivers that, you know, these guys that have tons of sponsors or money uh, can just, guys that have never been into sim racing out of nowhere can just, like, snap their finger and get this insane, like, $6,000 rig set up. <laughs> but it doesn't translate to speed, so <laughs> they still, they're still struggling. They're just struggling with a lot more debt. Or, I mean, it's a lot more expensive. Like I said, like we were talking about earlier, the, your equipment doesn't really make a difference. It's just a matter if you can get everything out of it, essentially. Yeah. Not everything out of it, just learning how to utilize it within the game. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. You know, you're, you're capable of doing the same thing on any other wheel. It's not like you're restricting to certain physics from the game on a different wheel. It's just you feel certain things differently. Yeah, and if you practice enough, you'll, uh, you'll yeah, you'll definitely be able to reach the same potential. Just sometimes in certain games, um, having better detailed feedback and stuff can help faster, but doesn't, the ceiling is kind of still the same, yeah. And it's just a matter of how you take that feedback and understand it and translate it yeah, some people sure. like a lot of feedback and some people like little to like hardly any feedback at all it's just what they're used to I don't know, it's just what they're used to feeling i'm one that doesn't really like 
a lot of feedback. I, I have my torque set to three on Grenger's most sport. I keep it pretty low. I don't want it to kind of get in the way. Yeah, I've always been someone that likes it really high. I can't can't drive a, a low feedback. It's, it feels too dumb. I don't know if it's just because I started using the wheel coming from drifting instead of racing. So I'm kind of used to like being really aggressive and throwing it around and whatnot. So I like right. having a heavy wheel rather than something that's just kind of light. Yeah. I, uh, well, one reason, like I said, is that I don't kind of want it to get in my way, so to speak. Um, and then the other thing is I don't want to break my wheel, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm always, I'm always afraid of the wheel just wearing out and, over the years, I've kind of learned to take care of the wheel better. So, but you haven't had bad luck, right? Have you had wheels die on you? No, the TGT I have now is the one they gave us at, after the 2018 final in Monaco, and I'm still using it now. Like I said, usually I run around six to eight on the feedback and torque. I've been played games drifting on it so it's you know been through some courses doing that it's yeah. still fine that's cool but you, you do have that backup though too right from 2019 i actually i never filled that one out because i was going back and forth with Thrustmaster whether or not i was going to be kind of like a just a solo individual driver or you know joining the whole tx3 thing which was what happened and just getting equipment through them but the backup i do have is a t300 rs mm. so it's not too far off from the tgt yeah. same pedals and everything yeah t300 is good that's what I, what I have still dig it still works pretty well no complaints there did to see if if they'll kind of make seven compatible with the tgt on the ps5 or they're gonna come out with the with the new wheel dude i'm gonna be so upset if they don't if they don't make these wheels compatible <laughs> i already went through that once uh please not again that'd be a great step though if if they were i mean it, it seems like a lot of people assume it's that it should just work that these wheels should work in the next system but uh if it does i'm gonna be very pleased and i'll be like yes that's different i it's i because i tend to be honest i expect them not to make them compatible but i really hope they do yeah kind of taking into consideration what they're saying about like even with the controllers like just having the haptic feedback and you know the different like the the tension and the, the triggers and things like that like if the game is able to account for all those details in the controller, imagine what kind of feedback we'd be feeling if it can get any better, you know? Right. Yeah, it could be a new generation of, uh, of wheel that comes out. That would be cool. I mean, you never know what they're cooking up. But, but um, I imagine yeah. if PC, if any. Yeah, if I imagine, though, because PC is already far more advanced than a, a console could be so if there's anything groundbreaking out it's already out essentially i guess our, our biggest thing right now is like the the direct drive right 
Yeah. Have really been up on the wheel market lately. Well, Fnatic has a wheel that's direct drive on on PlayStation that works with PlayStation. It's their uh, Podium series, I think. Hmm. But I don't know any. Uh, I think I saw some someone on Twitter. I know I saw just a picture of them uh, playing GT with it, but I, I didn't really read into whether it felt much better or not. So yeah, direct drive is is crazy. It seems like it's a good thing. It's obviously the the strength is higher and. Uh, the, deta- the responsiveness is supposed to be better. I've never tried one myself, but I don't know if it'll really make a difference in GT Sport, maybe in 7, but it, 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 it all depends. Yeah, I haven't tried one myself either. Let's see. There was, uh... Oh, so are you, you going to just be doing uh, the Manufacturer Series or are you going to try Super Cup? I think I'm just going to be sticking with the Manufacturers for now. Yeah, I haven't seen. I got to check out a stream of Super uh, Super Cup, see how it is, see what kind of players are in there. Could be fun to try every once in a while. Yeah, I just, I don't know, just I haven't been too open to doing anything else because even though I haven't been playing and experiencing things firsthand, I'm, I'm still like up to date with everything that's been going on and all the problems. Like I said, we're all in like this sort of, little feedback group where all the competitors kind of, you know, chime in and discuss problems with the game. So I've kind of been up to date with everything that's been going on, just haven't been there to experience it firsthand. Right. Yeah, same here, pretty much. Just like I was just seeing a lot in the Super Cup, you know, just the whole, just in everything, really, the whole qualifying and slipstream problem, which... Seems like it's not going to get fixed. Yeah, the slipstream train is pretty annoying. I really thought that that one update was supposed to fix it, but it didn't. It did not. So yeah, that was it going off what they were saying. It doesn't look like there will be an update that will. So we're just going to have to deal with it. Yeah. Did you uh, in, in that qual in the race that you did for uh, this last one? Um, did you kind of how did you approach qualifying did, did you stick yourself into a, a train of cars no i really wasn't too persistent on trying to like draft someone i think like the in the first lap i actually did myself um did like a 30 flat or like a 29 and when well, well, well now since there's no fuel where when you do a lap everyone just pauses and goes back to the pit and so When I went back to the pit, I just happened to be behind a couple of cars that just didn't happen to check up and, you know, try to play the cat and mouse game. Just got a little, just got a little lucky with that, so to say. Nice. Yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Come back to me in a couple weeks after I do a few races and I might might have a more vocal opinion on it. (laughs) Right. Yeah, so you feel like it's kind of... And coming back, it's everything's more or less the same. A few little tweaks, not too different, right? Yeah, like I said, I I haven't been playing to experience like the last couple, you know, physics changes. So I can't really compare. I can't. I can't really point out what feels different, like what is different. I think that's kind of one of the better things about taking a break is you just you come back to the game with a fresh mind and not really expecting anything because oh, yeah. you, you know it's different so you're not sitting here oh 
I can't do this anymore. I can't, you know, do that. This is different and that's different. You know, I'm not thinking like that. I'm just playing, trying to, you know, get however many tents I can. And, you know, I come back and it seems like I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, it's always a good feeling. Feeling like if you always, you're always afraid. I mean, anyone that takes a break, they're afraid of coming back and needing needing to do a catch up to a to a degree. So it's good that you're able to pop back in. Yeah, especially in something I've never even driven before. Yeah, the the rotary powered GT3 that's not taller than a freaking bus. That that attendance was insane. Like, and see, watching it in replays, just how much taller and bigger it seems than everything else. It's kind of like the BMW M8 of our, you know, racing life. Mm. It's just taller than it is wide, though. Yeah, actually, I never even drove that car. Oh, the Attenza. Because I had only picked Mazda about maybe a little over a week ago after the Vision already came out. Because mm-hmm. I seen there was. No one really reputable in North America driving. And the other teammates were Hero from Chile and Akagi from Japan. So I figured that'd be a pretty solid team. Yeah. yeah it's weird yeah, how everything's flip-flopped, though, <laughs> since people were allowed to change their um, change their manufacturers after that car came out. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised at how many people just abandoned their points. Yeah, it's kind of perfect scenario for me it, it's funny how even last year like these seasons they just work out for me somehow like i i don't know like last year i remember it just worked out i got a couple good scores early in the season and i didn't really have to stress off like you know the 36s and 40s for like the whole year almost you know like things that just end up working out ideally just like with this season for example you know even though i didn't compete for all the first stage and like half of the second stage it seems like the first stage they're not really gonna consider for any like world tour or anything like that like we were talking about earlier i kind of feel like it wouldn't be fair because of how much of a roller coaster flip-flop you know season it was yeah and it almost would kind of just be out of line to hold a live event over a season that was like would be almost a year old essentially by the time they do do it. <laughs> yeah. So the first stage probably isn't really going to be considered for everything, and then I was just using the second stage basically just to get my points up so I can get S for the third stage, and then should be able to compete for the top three spots. Top three, you mean like for the manufacturer itself? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, uh, yeah, it's, I guess there's a lot of speculation there. Um, stage three, and I don't know. I don't think any of the, I think any of these stages that are going down at this part of the year uh, are going to be, they're not going to be as valid as if, uh, just because there are so many people not participating and or whatever, they, it will, they'll, they'll be able to reward dedicated people. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but things are going to be, yeah, I don't know. It it depends on whether or not they do another season to kind of make up for this uh, later this year or not. Yeah. It'll be such a long wait between now. I mean, the third stage being done in September, right? Yeah, so 
you know, like if you were saying if the FIA contract was supposed to be up, I imagine this would be the last FIA season. And I would hope if this was coming to an end, that seven would be waiting at the door for us, you know, Mm -hmm. if they plan to keep like this audience of what they have going here with the the live. Right. Yeah. It's really hard to tell. I don't know. They they must be scratching their heads too, kind of (laughs) trying to figure out what, what would be best as far as which seasons count, whether they should do a whole new one um, or if they should just treat this as a sort of not so much an exhibition, but more of a, a test for a lot of different things. I mean, BOP and all that stuff. So, Yeah, I was just going to compete for the third season for whatever it was worth. Like I said, climbing back into contention didn't seem too difficult. Like after just doing the one race, I'm already pretty close to being the, having the third best spot for Mazda. So it doesn't seem like there's really... The best competition really isn't out there right now, you know? Seems like everyone's kind of just up in the air. Yeah, I mean, some people like it that way, too. But I'm just going to compete for the third season for whatever it was worth, because Randy was saying uh, they gave him a Sony TV for being, like, top two or whatever in the nations. Oh, really? That's awesome. After a stage one, yeah. Oh, that's super cool. And you said Randall got it? Mm-hmm. And they sent out 200 of them, huh? Damn. No, not, not 200 TVs. Just, uh, I think, the top two in oh. top three in nations. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Because <laughs> <laughs> Defson, I think he he won the stage, and I think Randy was second. So I imagine if Randy was saying he got one, <clears throat> you know, Defson and then That's pretty cool. two, or at least the podium. Yeah, Just was... like how they usually announce at the end of the stages they usually announce the top three guys and you know how many points they got on the little news feed right right yeah i think that's a really cool move i was expecting something like that to go down even though it said no prizes i think they were just referring to trips but they can still hand out some some free hardware yeah that's kind of what i was just kind of just going at the third stage for whatever right yeah but I was thinking too, like, I don't know, if, is it like entirely legal for them to say that they're going to be prizes? Like, is it legal? Like, is it globally legal thing? Like, within all, you know, countries and their laws that they could compete, like, online for, you know, a prize, essentially? Because I know, like, even in some states, there's like, there's prize laws and things like that. Yeah, like Arizona is pretty bad with that. So I yeah. don't know if that's why they say there's no prizes, because it's just more of a legality thing. But even though yeah. they're giving prizes, you know, under cover. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I don't know. So maybe, you know, th- there's workarounds and stuff all the time. Maybe the, the email that they got was from some weird, like, where, you know, the Sony television division were not related to... Right, Gran, Gran Turismo, but we just noticed you're doing great, so here. <laughs> but yeah, it's worth doing workarounds to make sure that happens. But that um, makes sense though, because just like with the wheels, uh, like we got an email from Thrustmaster, not necessarily right. <laughs> PD, because it's not like the whole year we they were saying, oh, you know, you win a TGT at the end of the year, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that would have changed things a little bit. 
but uh yeah there, there's ways around you know the laws and stuff uh, and and they have to pay tax the only thing is for sure you have to pay a little tax on it so they, they send you a little tax form of some kind but you just pay the tax and you get that tv yeah imagine it'd be the ones that uh, they use at the events for us yeah 4k 4k nice little 4k tv yeah i still haven't messed with the 4k um i don't know i just don't i guess i i could i do want to get like a little 4k tv like a 32 inch or something just uh because i had a nice 1080p 32 inch but it broke so now i'm using a computer monitor and it's good but i don't know i just like i've always played gt on a somewhat bigger screen like at least a 36 inch you know yeah uh the 4k definitely makes a difference on gran turismo graphics wise like i know gran turismo doesn't like name like it's it's upscaled and you notice a difference on a 4k screen like the graphics are better you see a lot more detail right i don't know like when i when i played them when i would sit in the chairs and stuff uh in regionals and then new york and stuff i don't know it's something that didn't really hit me um Maybe it was because I was in that environment, but uh, I'm I'm all about like I don't I don't really care if it looks too great or whatever or that much sharper. I just want it to be responsive and, and free of input lag as much as possible. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm kind of a picky person, like on visually, not necessarily like oh the game has to have like the best graphics, but it's more so I just I notice most things people wouldn't you know like there's some people that can't even tell the difference between 30 and 60 frames you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying but it's just there are those little things that i noticed like kind of as a designer you know making deliveries and things like that like yeah. graphics make a difference to me for sure yeah they're important and, and i definitely notice it on grand trismo like if playing it on 1080 is like it's terrible to me. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. I have to check it out again to see how, see how I feel about it. Um, did you? So are you looking, Are you going to be getting or trying out the Assetto uh, Corsa Competizione? Yeah, we'll see how it is after a month or so. Watch some reviews, see what the, the mass breakdown of it is. I usually don't like just jumping into something right away. Right. There's kind of like a mixed bag on it. I might just go ahead and self elevate. If it ends up being more sim or arcade like, who knows? Yeah, I definitely, I definitely think it'll be quite close to their PC version as long as. But, you know, there's this weird debate about. Well, it's not a debate. I mean, we have a history with AC on PS4 being a port and it being 30 frames a second, I think it was, or, or just inconsistent and people felt it in the physics. So we're going to have to wait and see how people, how they feel with the 30 frames lock, you know? Yeah. Cause I never actually, yeah, I did play the first set of courses that came to PS4. Not seriously. Like I didn't race on it or do, Anything like that, I kind of only just went on it for drifting, messing around. Yeah, it's a great drifting sim, <laughs> for sure. There's a ton of mods, and people make custom tracks and stuff. It's pretty awesome for that. 
put down some cones. What are you sort of going to be trying first or what sort of things are you going to be looking for in the sequel besides the obvious, you know, uh, esports stuff? I'm interested to see how their their whole tuning thing is going to be like because I've seen like in the trailer they had like city and yeah. street, like different like setups, so to say, you could have for your car. So we'll see the drifting community might open up again on Gran Turismo. I know it kind of died out big on kind of went dead after six. That looks pretty interesting. I've always been a fan of the used car lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure their livery editor will be even better. Yeah. Used cars can be interesting. Um, I mean, I guess that sort of says that they will have a lot of cars. I'm thinking at least, you know, 500 plus. Probably you see a lot more other original tracks too. Like I'd see. Uh, Grand Valley. Oh man, yeah, I love that track. I've been playing uh, Tourist Trophy. Did you ever get down on that one? No. Oh man, I highly recommend that game to anyone like like yourself and how I was as well, where I never got to play it, but I played through all the Gran Turismo's. Because when you get back to it, it's it's a badass, you know, riding simulator. But it has it's like this one of the greatest track lists in any Gran Turismo. Or you know, or any game that Polyphony's ever made, because it takes all these classic game uh, tracks from like GT4 and Three and the history of Gran Turismo, and adds in all the real life tracks as well that are solid. And then you have Valencia as well, which wasn't in any of the GT games except for GT PSP. And it's just so fun. Like they did such a good job at making you like motorcycle feel, you know, dynamic and all that stuff. So it's just really good. No surprise. I'm not really a, a motorcycle dude. I, I respect the hell out of MotoGP and all of that, but it gets yeah, pretty never, crazy. Never was interested in motorbikes at all either. And you can like just essentially kill yourself on Trial Mountain because if you lean too far over to the side, you just get like a mountain in your face. You know, just ram rock, and you fall off, and, and your guy just looks dead because there's no animation. <laughs> I mean, he slides and stuff, but he's not like... He just looks like his arms got completely stuck. But there's, there's a bunch of cool bikes in that game. And uh, yeah, it's it's worth the 10 bucks if you can uh, find it in like a used game store. And uh, I was playing GT3 as well, and god damn. Yeah, that's, that's tough, man. Getting licenses in that game, getting golds is, is freaking difficult for me. Uh I don't know if there's some aspect of the handling that I don't really have, have down, but it's fun just going through those license tests. I haven't done GT4 yet, but it seems like GT4 would be more forgiving. I just, as soon as I st- kind of got stuck on a license test, I started looking up uh, the wheels because there's a driving force for that game. Because I was just like, no, nah, I can't handle this controller anymore. I feel like a, sh- a shitty driver. I need to, I need to have a wheel. Yeah, I haven't gone back to any older Gran Turismo's in a while. Yeah, I've had some break time. I found an old PS2 that I had, and it's been getting down on some racing games that I haven't played in a long time, like Automotivalista. There's like this Lamar game that I found, a Toka Race Driver 3. It's a bunch of cool stuff out there. 
Uh, when you took a break, were you playing any other games or anything, or were you just away from gaming in general? Uh, I was kind of just playing some other games, just nothing serious, like GTA. Some, GTA, very serious. You some, have to kill people. Some Monopoly. <laughs> Monopoly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Would you be playing online and stuff? Yeah, just playing with some of the other guys, like Devson, Windfire, and then Cooper. Or not Cooper, actually, but a few of the other guys have it. We usually get on pretty frequently. Damn. I might have to join you guys sometime. That sounds fun. Yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, Monopoly can can be really frustrating to play as friends sometimes. <laughs> like, what? I landed on your shit again. That's cool, man. Well, I'm glad you can join me for the, the podcast. Yeah, been good talking to you again. Yeah, it's always good catching up. Uh, I think I'll be seeing you around on on the races, maybe on Monopoly. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, dude, it was it was just on sale for a while. It was only like a few bucks. I don't know if it still is. Yeah, you got to be careful though because there's like there's a little Hasbro it got a little scheme going on because there's Monopoly Plus. And then there's the Monopoly Family Fun Pack on the PlayStation Store. Mm-hmm. Monopoly, Monopoly Plus has, you know, you can play online or whatever, play offline. You know, basically, Monopoly Plus just allows you to play online, essentially. Ah. But the Family Fun Pack, you can, like, create your own board. There's, like, another, there's like another game mode on it, but you can't play together ah. like even though even though both games have monopoly plus like they're not compatible together like you can only play if you both have the family fun pack or you both have plus you can't play together if you have right the other copy <laughs> damn thanks for the heads up so which one do you have we all just have plus we don't have the family pack oh, okay yeah that's good that works yeah, yeah, right. Let's we'll talk again soon and uh yeah. hope you stay safe out there, man. Yeah, you too.